Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 66 of the Cadaver Lab. I'm Mike. And I am Sam. And I do not want to be the middle section of a human centipede. Why not? Why? Okay, why? Because I'm scared of that, dude. I, I saw that movie, and uh-huh. that is some freaky... We- I've been waiting to say that because I just have to say it out loud. Because that was some weird stuff. Dude, would you rather be the middle or the end? Uh, the middle. You would rather be the middle? No, no. I'd rather be the end. Sorry, I'd rather be the end. Right, because since... Yeah. You, okay, so out of those two, either way, your mouth's going to be on an asshole. Right. But if you're in the middle, at least someone's tossing your salad That's well. right. That's exactly <laughs> so right. I'm, I'm just yeah. saying... No, I would like that as well. Oh, yeah. Saying. No, that's you know, point. Did you know I actually read up on it that uh, there's actually a lot of uh, nerve endings in your butthole? Well, I can imagine. Yeah, I was. I, I read somewhere about uh, the nerve endings that, uh, that that it just signals whether it's actually shit coming out or if it's it's gas, <laughs> and, and you have such sophisticated nerves. And I'm so glad we're going down this route. Like, uh, I was, was going to say we st- we started out real classy, but of uh, but yeah, absolutely. <laughs> anyway, dude. So it's been a little while. Um, let's see. The last one. This is our. This is your first official episode back. This is the first Cadaver Lab. Classic, but not to be confused with Cadaver Classics. This right. is this is like Coke and Coke Classic. Yeah, this is Cadaver Lab Classic. Yes, because I have stayed in touch, doing little things here and there. But now, now it's, it's back. back to Cadaver Lab episodes, getting up there closer to a hundred. Fantastic. You know, what? let's start. Let's start out the show. I mean, we already got our our anus talking. Yeah. You know, oh, let's, yeah. Um, let's let's start off with a little bit of housekeeping. We're getting a lot of questions, and apparently there's some confusion about the way that the Cadaver Lab is moving forward. Here's the deal: like, I, I oh, do I call in on it? If I call in a voicemail, is it who's going to be answering the voicemail? And blah blah blah, you know, all sorts of crap like that. You're so, going to be answering it every time. Well, well, right, but oh. but listen, so here here's the deal, everybody. Uh, basically, um, we're going to split it up into three totally different shows, meaning. We're going to have the Sinister Sideshow, uh, Classics with Steven, and uh, then this Cadaver Lab proper. And even something on the way that we haven't talked much about called The Slab. That's right. But, I'm excited about that. That should be pretty fun. Yeah, it's going to be good. But uh, basically what I'm going to do is uh, I'm going to get together a, a voicemail number for each separate show. They're all going to come to the same place, but then I can see where it came from so I know what show to play it on. Oh, that's a good idea. You know, I mean, why yeah. not? They're free. No, that's good. Right? Yeah. But anyway, so so there you go. And we're also going to do the same thing with emails. So, uh, you know, if you want to email a certain one of the Cadaver Lab family of shows, which basically is me being a podcast whore anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so. Hey, I'm glad you wanted to do it. I guess. Well, it, it's good because Johnny and Steven are going to help me. With editing and stuff, so it's yeah. not... And that's not even talking about Hammocus, either. Right. Hammocus.com. Me and Brian, we just talked about uh, Twins of Evil. You ever seen that movie? No. It's a Hammer movie, 1971. It has a Peter Cushing as like a, a witch finder guy. What's it called? Twins of Evil. That's going in the... In the oh, do, if you can't find it, let me get it. I, I don't know if it's in Netflix or not. Don't look at the TV or next there's tits on it. Oh, wait, there was. No. But, any, but, but anyways... Uh, no, it's, it's actually a... Uh, a Hammer movie I never seen. It had the huh. busty women. It had Satan worship. It was awesome. Nice. No, it, it's it's probably it's that one is probably one of my favorite Hammer movies. And let's see, I love the Hammer movies. So I mean that's that's saying something. Um, anyway, so so there you go. I'll, I'm going to be updating the sites, and I'm going to probably put together a site for each of them. Kind of the uh, the uh, franchise shows. I did the air quotes. 
The franchise shows sites probably won't be that nice, but at least you can go there and I'll have all the information there. At least it won't be nice for, for a while. Anyway, um, also, uh, all the music that we're playing on this episode is going to be from a band called Arsenic Addiction. That's a bad addiction to have. Well, I mean, they'll kill you, right? I think so. Or something. Do I have something on my teeth? No, I my I uh, my I haven't shaved oh. in a while, and my mustache got a little itchy. Oh. So yeah, sorry, I wasn't like, dude, holy shit, you got someone. That's I gross. thought you were saying I was doing a dirty Sanchez. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> uh, anyways, uh, arsenic addiction. They're from Salt Lake City. So uh, let, let me get let me uh, let me throw out a couple things. Everything we're gonna be playing is off the album An Undertaker's Lament. Go to arsenicaddiction.com. And uh, you can check those guys out. But anyway, they were nice enough to let me use their music. Nice. So we're going to be playing that today. Uh, anyways, that's all. That's all the business I got, man. Uh, you want to? You want to? Besides the uh, the whole anus thing. Uh, the, uh, now there's one other thought I was having. Okay. <clears throat> and uh, I was thinking that uh, just want to throw a shout out to all those guys out there that are suffering with uh, male breast cancer. <laughs> Why? Why is that? Just because I felt like that's something embarrassing that some men have to deal with and. Well, dude, why do you, why do you think I wear a Save the Tatas uh, freaking bracelet? Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah that's good. No, save, just, save, uh, save the man Tatas. I was just I was thinking about that, and I just I thought that it's that time of year. All the football people were wearing pink about women's breast cancer. Right. I'm like, what about the what about the dudes? That's that's a long lonely road to travel down. You know, there's o- there's cancer. only one worse uh, disease a man can get. And that's uh, cervical cancer. (laughs) That would be terrible. That would be that would be horrible. (laughs) Oh, all right. (laughs) Yeah, let's just jump into it. Let's get away from that. All right, let's get into uh, get into some voicemails. All right, yo, bitches! I hope you're growing out your mustaches for Movember. I want to see pictures. Uh, Movember. I think it's short for Mustache November. Right. You're supposed to grow a mustache. You know what? I, I can't do it. Why? Because I just can't. Like, it's spa- it's splotchy. I can't do it. I don't. Dude, I have a mustache, it's, you know, only because it's my beard. Yeah. And they're irritating, man. Yeah. I don't think I'm mad enough to grow one. I, I can't. And keep Mine it. doesn't grow. Really? Just, yeah, I've tried. Like, I get little... Sp- that's why I don't have a goatee. Uh-huh. Like, I can get little bits of hair, but then it's splotchy all over. It looks terrible. Really, dude? Yeah. I'm like part Indian, so I can't grow it very well. <laughs> like, whoa, 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 that Indian kind, or, yeah. Whoa, 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 no. Indian. <laughs> the first kind of oh, racist. Okay. I know. <laughs> well, no, I was just wondering. I was okay. Actually, you know what's funny is uh, what? we were doing a little family tree uh, searching, and I actually am a direct descendant of Pocahontas. <laughs> are you, are, are I, you really? No, I'm being dead serious. Is it, uh, <clears throat> do, you, do you think you came from the John Smith sperm? No, it was another dude. John Smith, no, it was a different guy. So Pocahontas was a big slut. Was. No, she's a little one. <laughs> oh, so what? A little slut? What? Yeah. What? Define little? Come on. Just uh, a few guys here and there, Sick. depending on you know what was going on. Excellent. Let's just say that I've started putting applications in for free money. <laughs> Hello, Cadaver Lab. This is seldom seen Stan from the forums calling in for the first time. Uh, I just had a couple things about episode 65. Uh, first off, Mike, the movie you're thinking of with the guy with the really long arms and the uh, body count and everything, that slasher parody, that's called Student Bodies, and it came out in 1981. It's okay. I mean, it's pretty good for a slasher parody, horror, comedy, whatever. I don't know. 
And also, uh, I noticed when you guys mentioned the six degrees for the Call of Cthulhu contest, you kind of skipped me. So what the fuzz? I had it on the forums uh, first. So where's the love, Mike? Where, where's the love? Anyway, I uh, love the show still. Anyway, so, you know, uh, keep up the good work, and I'll check you out later, dudes. He almost called the dou- us douches. That's, a, that's all right. Call it what it is. Yeah. Um, no, uh, student bodies. That's that's exactly what it was. And listen, man, if you want me to send you a prize and you feel like you got gypped out of one for the other one, then yeah, you can bitch to yourself along. Cause I, no, what? No, no, no. We actually we got two two entries for that last one. There's another one on the and I've been busy. Man, Salty Horror Film Festival, man. Yeah. I was busy. You showed up one night. That was night. good, man. It was well. It wasn't good the night I showed up. But well, there I guess was, it got better. Well, it was a Friday. You showed up there. There was hardly anybody there. That well, night. the funny thing is, all the movies that were showing Friday were ones that I'd seen for the podcast. I know. It, well, it was fun to hang out. It was really fun to hang out. It was fun to, to listen to the directors and yeah, have them answer some questions. Where? And, oh, where, was that the Werewolf, Werewolf Fever, Fever night? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he seemed like a pretty nice guy. Yeah, he was a nice guy. It was interesting to hear like how hard it is for them to get their work out there. Like it's you know they film their movie and then the work really starts trying to pimp it and get it out there. Well, I mean, I mean I don't I mean here's the deal. I mean let's take let's take Werewolf Fever as a as a specific. I mean that guy went out and he did a great website. I mean he has the movies. I in my opinion is is really good mm-hmm. and you know it's like you hear him talk about how hard it is to get people to notice it and I mean. I wonder. I mean, I wonder why that is. I mean, because I mean, you know, I read the Rue Morgue and the and the Fangoria and stuff like that, and they and I haven't seen anything. I'm not saying that they haven't talked about it, but I, but I may have missed it. I, you know, I, but it seems like they're whenever you read those, there's like a shitload of new movies, and I wonder if that's just what it is. There's mm-hmm. just so many new movies coming out that a lot of them just get kind of lost in the fray. Yeah, and I think it really comes down to that guy doing what he's doing, which is go out there and and really. Talk about your movie. Go to different film festivals. I mean, he's paying his own dime. Yeah, that guy flew in from, from Ottawa. From Ottawa down to Salt Lake. So, I don't know. It was it was it was good. I, I enjoyed the film festival. It was good. It was fun. You know, whatever. It was a lot of work. Got to hang out with Derek. Dead Derek. Yeah, man. That's right, man. Yeah, he's a nice guy. <laughs> he sure is. We won't we won't tell the story. No. Every everybody <laughs> ask ask Dead Derek uh, if you know who he is. Uh, what the really embarrassing story was. I'm going to have him <laughs> tell you what that was. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, man, uh, Student Bodies. Have you seen that one? I have not seen that one. Uh, it's Is it good? Re- no, it's terrible. Oh, okay. It's, anyway. Hey, guys, Gracie's pop. Ah, Sam. Yeah, I miss you, man. I miss that Fozzie Bear voice, and I miss that muttly sniggering laugh you got. Ah, it's great to have you back. There's just... One little question I, I need to ask you. Would it fucking kill you to jump on the forums just to say hi for a second? I mean, my God. Ever since you left the show, everybody was, oh, I miss Sam. Oh, I hope he's doing okay. And like a drive-by shooter, you even posted a sentence and then split. And you left us all hanging about, are you coming back? Are, are you here? Are, what's going on? What's the tease? You know, I'm, I'm going to have to start a poll on what we're going to see first. You on the forums or Johnny's nipples. And as much as I would love to see Johnny's nipples, I really want you on those forums. So, it's just, I mean, not even just for me, for everybody else, because they all want to hear from you. 
please, can you just jump on the forums and just say hi or maybe like, you know, say I suck or something. I don't know. Whatever. <sighs> Sorry. I didn't mean to, to get all harsh and everything. Just, I'm glad I'm glad you're back. I, I like, I love Johnny too. So I, I love that he's going to still be on the show, but you know, yay, Sam's here. Just get on the forums. That's all I'm saying. All right. And I'll talk to you later. Bye. Listen, I got no excuse. I got no excuse. The only thing is that I have so much doing, uh, fun doing the podcast. And when I had to, to go take a little hiatus, it was kind of painful. And so it's like I could get on the forums and I was reminded about all this stuff. I'm like, gosh, dang it. I just can't contribute right now. And it was just kind of painful. So, But still, no excuse. Really? That's your answer? Yeah, that's no excuse. I'm, I'm just going to own it and say, my bad. <laughs> So I'm going to get on there because I, I need to You don't let that guy talk to you like yes, that. Yes, I deserve it. And so I'm going to I'm gonna try and save oh, Johnny's okay. nipples. And do, gonna, do you even know what was going on with that? No, I don't. So Johnny does a show, Kruger yeah. Nation. Right. And uh, we've been begging to see his nipples for like the last year. And he won't do it? No, he, well, the thing is he says he will. Oh. And he was just, oh yeah, dude, next one. Promise, <laughs> and he won't do it. He'll dry hump a dude on the ground on a movie. Exactly. Right. Yeah, well, okay, whatever. Anyway. No, I'm back, but I'll get on the forums and say hi. I appreciate that. And uh, Does your, do you, have you even tried last one? I wonder if your account even starts. Well, and that's, I, I think I went in there and was able to do it. That's the other thing is, right, is that was going on. The, the because. crashed. Yeah, because. So all that, so I all had to that stuff all my happened. profile, my picture, all that stuff. Wah. Yeah, exactly. No, I'm still owning it and my bad. Yeah, I don't know if you noticed, but he, but Gracie's is now the new uh, forum uh, bouncer. Except Ooh. for he doesn't like kick people out. He threatens people and intimidates him to really? actually post because yeah, apparently we we need like uh, somebody on there because I mean it's not like it's fun enough to get on there uh, by itself. We have to have someone intimidate you into doing. At it. least someone's posting. That's good. Well, you know, people are posting. In fact, Florida Possum was was like really crying for her own uh, own little own little uh, forum. So we made one for her just really? just so she'd shut up. <laughs> I'm ju- I am ju- I'm just kidding. Listen, the only reason I said that is number one to be a douche, and number two. Because I'm always saying stuff that pisses her off, and I can never remember what I'm saying. However, I will remember that one. So when you give me some crap for that one, I'll remember what it is. Listen, we have one more voicemail, and it's not a real voicemail. I just want you to see what's still going on with our voicemail line. Hello, Ferb Erger. This is Hamilton. At give me a call back at six. Talk to you soon. Have a great day. Are you kidding me? I never took that off. It's still up, dude. I never. Those are. St- I can't believe that. That is awesome. That is awesome. Oh yeah. I think it was funny. I think I got bored one time and I was sitting around waiting for something and I started writing down a whole bunch of of those type of names that we could use to do that. And yeah. Oh my gosh. There are a ton around. Well, that's awesome. That's, that's excellent. hilarious. We're, yeah, we still, we're still getting calls every once in a while. <laughs> like, you know, and we don't get them that often. We right. get them maybe once a month or whatever. But <laughs> I just want to let you know that, man, those are still in circulation. That that's fantastic. great. Uh, all right, well, that's all the voicemails we've got. Uh, remember, for this show, if you want uh, Sam and I to be chatting about your voicemails, it's 206-339-2730, which is the same number that it's always been. But look out for the new um numbers for the other the other shows anyways uh let's take a quick break and uh, we'll be back to talk about some nazi horror movies yeah
Sweet, we're back. Nice. That was awesome. Arsenic addiction. Good Check them out. <laughs> uh, okay, so what we decided to do is uh, some Nazi horror movies. And what, did we? Why did? How did we come up with it? it was just like a I shot think we in the just dark? yeah we were just talking about some good show ideas, and this just happened to be one of them because there's for whatever reason there was some Nazi stuff going. I don't remember what it was. <laughs> I think did we attend an Aryan Nation rally? Was that what? I can't remember. That's the last time I actually shaved my head. Oh, so yeah, I don't that's know. Right. What? No. No. <laughs> no, I don't, I don't know why we were talking about it. I don't know if it was because I kept asking if you'd seen Dead Snow. Maybe. Maybe that's what it was because yeah. I think I keep seeing Dead Snow on my uh, on my instant. Uh, Comcast on my the Netflix. Oh, okay. instant. And so Dead Snow would come up. And that was actually uh, about a year ago at the Sundance Film Festival. That was one that we were going to go see. And we never got a chance. And we, we to. couldn't go see it for yeah. whatever reason. I don't remember. I think it was sold out. There was something going on with Maybe. it, but we weren't able to see it. And so when I saw it on the instant, I kept asking if you'd seen it. And then we thought, hey, that's a great idea for a show. Sure. So You know, and the funny thing is, is we could have gone a couple of different ways with this. Uh, we could have gone the Nazi exploitation route and watched Ilsa, She-Wolf yeah. of the SS. We could have gone the really boring zombie or Nazi zombie movie with Zombie Lake. Um, and there's, I mean, we could have, and we were actually going to do Shockwaves, but uh, uh, Hammockus did that one, so we decided, well, I decided to kind of let that one go. However, we came up with, uh, we actually came up, with, we're doing four movies today instead of the regular three, only because there were so many good ones and, and uh, people, I, I actually threw it out on Facebook and a bunch of people gave us a lot of good uh a good uh, suggestions for that. So basically, we got we decided to do four because uh, I don't know they all sound so good. And I yeah. and I had never seen any one of these. It, not one of these movies had I seen before. Me neither. And uh, yeah, yeah, that I'm, <laughs> I'm dumbfounded. Anyways, uh, uh, but I want to throw out an overall what I learned. Okay. Nazis did a lot of sweet occult shit. Yeah, and you know what? There's there's a lot to that. There's a lot of books written about what they were investigating. I mean, they did a lot of weird shit. Well, what a cool... Surgeries, all sorts of... And that's real, all that stuff. Right. <clears throat> and so I think that they were. I mean, they started really looking for those types of things. Well, and, and I mean, what a what a creepy... What, what creepy subject matter that is. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's like, you know, the, the, the arguably the most evil force in ever to have graced the earth or whatever. You know, taking it to a whole nother level... With you know some of this occult stuff and you know the sur just like you were saying the surgeries the the medical tests and all mm -hmm. sorts of shit like that I mean that's yeah. freaking I mean that's interesting but it I mean that's cold that's yeah. that's the bad stuff the, the overall thing that I learned watching these is uh, where they got uh, half of Darth Vader's helmet <laughs> oh yeah, yeah the, I the, saw that every time you'd see somebody in a shadow I'm like is that Darth oh no wrong movie <laughs> <clears throat> so that's what I that's the overall thing that I learned. Fascinating. <laughs> Excellent. Well, well, good. Good. We both got yeah. uh, an overall. What did we learn? But uh, anyway, the first movie we're going to be talking about today is Outpost. Came out in two thousand eight, and it was directed by Steve Barker. It was written by Kieran Parker, uh, Steve Parker, who was the director, and Ray Brunton. Uh, the IMDb gave it a five point nine. It starred Ray Stevenson as DC, Julian Wadham as Hunt. Richard Brake as Pryor, Paul Blair, Jordan, Brett Fancy, Taktarov, and Enoch Frost as Cotter, and a few other people. Um, but also, I want to mention uh, one guy named Johnny Merez, who played the Breather. That was a pretty, uh, pretty wicked role there. Oh yeah. 
Anyway, uh, plot opens up. Uh, basically, there's a businessman talking with kind of a merc who was uh, actually DC, who was played by Ray Stevenson. Uh, you know, they're talking about you know, this business guy needs some uh, military protection, paramilitary protection to go out. Uh, and uh, what ends up happening, what we find out is that he actually needs to go to this uh, Nazi bunker that's found kind of out in the middle of nowhere. Um, you do a little haggling, you know, in the back, in the back smoky bar, and it's kind of uh, seedy, whatever. Um, basically, uh, you know, we, we get into it, the, the guy gets his team together, uh, we, you know, we're introduced to the, the, the soldier guys, and, you know, we kind of get to know their characters and, and whatever. Um, and, you know, it's funny because uh, each of them had, I swear, a different accent. Anyway, basically what happens is uh, we show up at this, this, this bunker-type place. They realize that uh, um, uh, they, they get there, you know, they take their spots, and it's kind of a bad area for them because it's in this opening where there's forest just all the way around them. And, uh, you know, they, they've got to protect this bunker or that because inside it, is what the businessman was looking for, and we, you know, we never even really know who he's working for, uh, except for they're really rich and Britain, uh, callous business people and whatever. Well, and I think the other part of that too, because mm -hmm. this answers the question of why they didn't run, mm -hmm. is not only is it an open field surrounded by forests, but it's they're they're kind of in a depression, and so right. everything around them is high ground. Exactly. So and they're getting, I mean, they're 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 getting shot at every once in a while, and so they know that I mean they're just sitting ducks. Yeah. People, However. Mm -hmm. With that being said, they sure spent a lot of time just out in the open in the middle of the day. They 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 did for do. being for being and that, I was kind of that, well, that was one thing that bugged me. I'm like, dude, that's not safe out there. You guys just said it wasn't safe. That's why you're not running. But they spent a shitload of time out there. Well, and, and I thought the same thing because it seemed like there would be like every once in a while they find out that there's somebody after them for some reason or other, and they don't know what it is yet. Mm -hmm. um, you know, like there'd be a few shots here and there, and they'd hide for ten minutes and then figure something oh it's past or whatever and then they just kind of walk around and talk and you know whatever and it's like yeah they didn't they, they i mean they had these little you know the the things to be behind mm -hmm. but but they never but i mean it wasn't real protection but or if like i mean that. since they were surrounded by the forest right like the guys could walk around and exactly take them out so i just thought they would have been a little more careful to be down inside the outpost but they were not absolutely i yeah Anyways. completely agree with you um anyway um after a little while, we figure out why the bunker was so valuable to Hunt, uh, who was the businessman. Uh, they actually found a bunch of dead, naked bodies piled in one room of the bunker, and I know Sam got a boner for that. Yes, I did. Uh, basically, we find out that these bodies were the result, uh, were, were kind of the, the 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 Nazi soldiers who were used as uh, experiments. Uh, first of all, they were they were trying to make these um, back in the day that the. the Nazis were trying to make these invincible super soldiers, and uh, they were also doing experiments in reality shifting, you know, and, which they didn't really explain too much. But I kind of no. got the feeling that it was that it was uh, kind of event horizon esque, where you know maybe maybe you could uh, like you could be in a place and then zip somewhere else without you know without yeah, really traveling. But, yeah, but even then, it was weird because you know they killed they shot one of the guys and he was still alive. I just didn't. I didn't think they explained very well. No, and they, what, and they didn't. What the, the the significance was of those experiments, right? And and that's where I kind of got lost during the. Movie. Well, it, it, I, I mean, I was I was the same with you. So I mean, honestly, what I did is I just kind of maybe did a little filling in some of the blanks on my own, so you know, it would make it a little bit more, uh, I don't know, fun to watch. I don't know, whatever. 
Anyways, uh, all of a sudden all these weird, really weird things start happening. Like the woods are lighting up at night. You see silhouettes of dudes beyond the clearing. People start disappearing. People are reappearing and they're all, you know, beat up and there's, you know, bullets in them. And there was even a couple of guys who were, were killed and who you could hear out in the in the woods screaming. And, you know, they, they were brought back and put in these weird contortionist spots. Not really contortionist, but whatever. Um... Anyways, I didn't mention that uh, in the in the original pile of dead bodies, they found what they called the breather, which uh, was basically a, a seemingly incoherent, you know, d dude that um, um, we ended up finding out that uh, he's a little bit more than he seems. Uh, but the I guess the rest of the movie is is we kind of learn more about um, exactly not exactly, but we, I mean we learn about why they're there, what they're up against, and. Uh, um, you know, there's some stuff with the undead and yada, yada, yada. And, uh, you know, without giving anything more away about the story. But uh, what, what did you think? You know, <clears throat> this started out really well. And I was I was really looking forward to, to this as being, you know, it's a more recent movie. Uh -huh. Like I said, I never read about what's going on with these movies. And so it just kind of took its turn. It was a little bit slow getting into it, which, mm -hmm. which kind of, um, you know, that was a little bit of a detriment. But... You know, they start going down, and they find the, the outpost, and, and, you know, I, I, it was weird because I kept thinking, I wonder if the smoke monster and polar bears are coming out. <laughs> it just kind of looked like that. I got that same feel of lost. Uh -huh. And so I started wondering, okay, is it that they're going to be moved in time somewhere? Right. I mean, what you know, what's going on with this thing? But um, it just kind of went off, and, and like I said, it, it, it was really interesting, and some of the, the characters were really creepy. The guy that played the, the Nazi mm -hmm. commander dude, or, or that they, well... The breather. The, no, not the breather. Oh, what guy? No, the, the bald guy. The breather. That's him? Yeah. Oh, that's the breather? Uh-huh. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah, that guy was really creepy, mm -hmm. and just how skinny he was, and he just looked emaciated. Oh, yeah. And so, that guy was creepy, and um, it kind of kept me in suspense, wondering what was going to happen with that, but... Um, Neat concept. I mean, it, it resolved itself kind of, but uh, I just kind of it kind of lost me as to why we were there. Yeah, uh, you know, and I can buy that too. And the thing is, is, I mean, there were really good things about this movie. Mm -hmm. Like, first of all, I mean, once we get into it and once we start learning about who's out in the woods, you know, and, and people are disappearing, we see one scene where like there's a, there's a, a guy putting a metal spike through another guy's uh -huh. mouth and teeth and stuff, and it was just like really grating, and it was really just. It, I mean, it was kind of a tough scene to watch. Well, you know what was cool about that is no. that it was it ended up being a knife. Mm -hmm. So from the side, it looked like it was some sort of shard or something. Right. And he put it in his mouth, and then he twisted it, and it went out and grated on the guy's teeth. <laughs> and then right when he thought he was going to shove it through the back of his throat, he pulled it out and poked both of his eyes out. <laughs> Did you see, remember that? Yeah, absolutely. And I, and I remember thinking, well, that was unexpected. And so it kind of, it kind of right. startled me a little mm -hmm. bit because I'm sitting there waiting for it to go in, and then he pulled it out. Boom. All right. So I thought, I mean, I thought that was pretty good. It was, I mean, there was some violence when they were torturing those guys. Well, and let me, let me ask you something, too. And I kind of, I don't know if I get bucked about this, but I think it's kind of getting old. When a movie is so, like, completely washed out, like, the color in it, I mean, there were parts these were practically black and mm -hmm. white, and, you know, and like I said, I mean, I don't mind black and white movies or anything, but, I mean, it was just so, the, the colors were, were very dull, and, I, and, and maybe it, my, my ignorance of awesome film theory or whatever, I mean, this is, this is probably it coming out, but it's just like, it made a lot of it bland to look mm -hmm. at. And typically, when they when they do that, like in the like like for instance, let's bring up the Matrix. You know, when they're in the, it's kind of that green haze over. Mm -hmm. But when something badass is happening, the colors are popping. You know, there's right. more. You know, this was this was just um, 
washed out the whole movie. And, yeah. You know, it gave it kind of a bleak feel and you know and look to it. But but I mean, there was there was no there was it served no purpose in my opinion other than just to create that bleak. And it wasn't to enhance when we actually saw because I mean we saw blood and the blood right. was you know it just looked black and stuff. Well, like I think that. I think you don't get invested in it. I mean, because it doesn't become you don't you don't take those colors in you're yeah. not everything just kind of is is, is bleak like you said i, I don't know i a little I, I mean i feel like i'm being a little bit nitpicky but i don't i i, I don't know if i think i just get tired of movies that are like that because they seem it's just so bland they're, they're not much mm-hmm. to look at mm-hmm. and i mean this they were all in uh it didn't help that they were all in like military clothes which are you know kind of greenish or whatever and bland we'll contrast anyway. that with dead snow oh yeah absolutely I mean, and so i, I you know, which is bright and colorful. I, I don't. And... I don't know why they choose that artistic way to express the the filmography, but I. I just don't think it helped. I mean, listen, if you're gonna do that, that's fine. I just, I, I just don't think it, it, it was meant to do anything but show us how bleak it was. Mm-hmm. And let's put it this way: the bunker inside it was dark. Mm-hmm. It was claustrophobic. I mean, it was. Uh, just just kind of gritty mm-hmm. so i mean i don't know if you needed to really wash it out that much to get that feeling for it but whatever you know i mean i like i said i i may not know what i'm talking about that's just kind of the feeling i got from it no, i hear you <clears throat> anyways so what what do you think we give it all right so i give this a um an amc oh okay so i i think it's a it's an AMC um, only because it just, like I said, it took a long time to get into, and then mm-hmm. it kind of lost me, uh-huh. and then it redeemed itself towards the end, just kind of, you know, a little bit creepy, but you had to wait like an hour and 15 minutes to really... Well, and in my opinion, it's like, it had like this awesome premise, yeah, this really cool premise where, oh, these Nazis are... I mean, and, and maybe it's only cool to me because, like, obviously it's been done a hundred times because, I mean, let's, I mean, Raiders of the Lost Ark, they were all into this occult stuff, and... Their freaking faces melted off, which was awesome. Yeah. But uh, but I mean, so it's old. But I, this is something that really interests me as a storyline. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think that there was a lot of potential that was not met. Yeah. And I, I was really hoping, like as I was watching, I was thinking, okay, well, I could make it through this because something's going to happen and it's going to be awesome. But it never got awesome. So I mean, I'd give this a red box. So. All right. Now I've got a few things on here. All right. So what did I learn? That Moby lives in a bunker. That's the first thing. <laughs> yeah, he's been sleeping there for fifty yeah. years. And then uh, I've got who else said that? You'd be smart if you weren't so freaking stupid. And that uh, has been said by the same people who say it is what it is. <laughs> yes, thank you. Might as well say nothing. <laughs> and then the other one is, what's the matter? You look like I just effed your sister. That was a polygamist to his son. <laughs> Yikes. And then, <laughs> so the six degrees is uh, Richard Brake, who was in Halloween 2 with Danielle Harris, who was in The Last Boy Scout with Bruce Willis, who was uh, in... Um, uh, lucky number, no, not lucky number seven. It's uh, eleven. No, hmm. gosh dang it, I didn't write it down here. Sin City, uh-huh. with Josh Hartnett, who is in the Virgin Suicides with Kirsten Dunst, Spider Man, Bruce Campbell. Boom! I, I have a kick in the balls. Oh yeah, let's. Do, I forgot about that. That's right. Well, that's yeah, cool, do, man. Do do a kick in the balls. Um, there was one scene where the, oh, shit was hitting the fan, pretty intense. And then some dude says, "Oh." You're humming my balls. Oh, yeah. And I just started laughing. It's like, that was the funniest thing he possibly could have said. It kind of took me out of that scene, but it was really funny. So he gets kicking the balls. Nice. Uh, when it made me laugh, and it uh, wasn't supposed to. Anyways, uh, we'll take a quick break, play another tune, and we'll be right back with the keep. <laughs>
All right, we're back uh, talking about The Keep came from 1983. It was directed by Michael Mann, who uh, was uh, the guy who directed Manhunter. Never you know? seen it. You've never seen the original Manhunter? It's, I don't know. Maybe we'll have to do a, a cannibal movie and... Or some crap. Didn't we do cannibal? Did we do? Did we do cannibal? Oh, we. we, Oh, that's right. Yeah, we did. We did like those those weak ones. You know what? You know what kind of show we haven't done yet? What? Like just a pure zombie show. I mean, we've done zombie movies. Like, I mean, there were zombies in some of these movies, but it's like, it's like we've never even done like. I mean, that's weird. In sixty-six episodes, there hasn't been a zombie. I don't. Not not just a not just one where we could choose any zombie movies. Well, yeah. People are. People we have are, all sorts of good ideas right now. Yeah, we've got uh, two or three shows planned out. <clears throat> yep. I I can only think of one. I can think of demons. Oh yeah, I thought we had more than that. <laughs> no, that's we're it. working on it. <laughs> anyway. All right, so we're talking about the Keep, which came out in 1980. Oh, I already said that. Uh, it was written by F. Paul Wilson, who wrote the novel, and uh, Michael Mann. So there was a book. Yeah. Okay, that's gonna. Okay, good. All right. Why? Could... We're just gonna talk about this a little oh, okay. bit. Okay. All right. Um, budget was six million, and uh, the only the only uh, numbers I could get is for what it made was three point six million in the USA, and I don't know what it got in the rest of the world. Probably like uh, five hundred thousand. Maybe, but uh, again, it's funny because l- listen to who who is uh, who's in this. We we start with Scott Glenn, who I guess the name isn't that big, but I mean you'd recognize yeah. this guy. Sam can't tell the difference between him and Lance Hendrickson. That's right. Uh, we have Alberta Watson as Eva Kuza. We had Jurgen Jesus Procknam. Uh, he was the captain of Clint Howard in uh, House of the Dead, one yeah. of my all-time favorite yeah. movies. He played uh, Santa Claus. Oh, excuse me, Captain Klaus Warman. All right. Uh, we have Robert Prosky, a guy, another guy that you would probably recognize. Oh, but yeah. uh, he played uh, Father Mihail Fonescu. We had Gabriel Byrne. As Major Kempfer, and we had Gandalf playing Doctor Theodore yeah. Kuza. Anyway, uh, okay, so so this was a weird, weird movie. It, it, you know, it came out in 1983, and I I can't really tell you um, what, exactly what else is going on in 1983. Return but, of the Jedi. Well, oh, okay. What I mean, you know, this movie reminded me of kind of a quote unquote horror fantasy with the likes of. Uh, I just asked you what what's that movie Legend, Legend? yeah or you know something else like that. That's about that same time. Well, I I, I I knew it was like in the eighties, but I mean I but, but I mean it was like it was the same kind of feel to it. Mm-hmm. The funny thing is, is the um, the sound the the music, music to this synthesizers. one synthesizers. It was like totally synthesizers. It was a band called uh, they did it all it was a Tangerine Dream. Oh yeah, uh, I think Labyrinth. And the Neverending Story soundtrack yeah, put together, exactly. and that's and that's what it was. Yeah, exactly. It was wild, yeah. and I mean, and, and the story was just big, and the scope was epic, you know, more or less. But uh, we'll talk about that. Okay, basically, there is a deserted citadel, which is the keep, in uh, Romania during World War II. Um, now, and this is where I get a little bit confused because there was this. Uh, maybe my history is is just lacking, but there was this. Uh, a uh, group of Nazis who were told to to go and protect this keep uh, occupy the Dinu Mountain Pass, which, by the way, talk about the that, that city right there. Mm-hmm. I think the city was really cool, and the keep looked pretty cool too. Mm-hmm. I mean, th- the city looked kind of like um, a really small version. Well, not not a version, but basically the town 
in front of Drac of Nosferatu's castle in the 1979 mm. Nosferatu. You know, you know what I'm mm-hmm. talking about. Mm-hmm. But anyways, it, it looked real. I mean, it, it looked. You know, it, it was creepy. It was. It was. I mean, the Carpathian Mountains. So I mean, I thought it was a pretty good uh, place to make the you know to, to set the movie. Um, anyway, so there's this giant keep and. Uh, um, it's just kind of a mystery as to what it's there for and uh, you know what what it was ever used for anyway so this this group this first group of nazis which i like to call the good nazis yeah i guess yeah um it was led by uh jurgen uh basically they they kind of go in they explore and they're talking to the priest and he's just like no who is he talking no 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 he found he found the the keepers yeah the keeper and his sons and they're like okay well we're gonna set up in here and they're like no you can't stay here and they're like why not you just can't you know blah 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 it well, was, it, but it was weird because he said well why not because mm-hmm. of this because of this because of this and mm-hmm. so one of them said why do people die and the guy's right. like nobody dies in the keep yeah it's like, so i was uh, like oh uh, shit this is gonna suck but then that was not true then all of a sudden all these dudes that's the first thing yeah that, that, that was why you're and right so i don't know why because i i thought right then i'm like well then what the hell is gonna happen if they're not going to kill anybody, how is this a horror movie? Right. And then the first thing that happens is dudes get melted. I'm like, well, then why did they even say that? Well, maybe it was just to give it a mystery or whatever. Or maybe people just stay out of it and, and don't ever, you know. what? But the thing is, is no, did, any, did anybody die? Well, well I'm getting ahead of myself, right. and, and I'll bring this up again. Um, anyway, uh, some of his people, uh, basically in this keep, it's uh, just it, it's just like, built into the side of this mountain and there's all these like crosses and he claims are made out of nickel you know that the line the walls just in the stones and i guess um a couple of the guys there get a little bit uh greedy and they say oh this isn't nickel this is silver and they and they take out one of the one of the blocks or one of the rocks that th- this uh, uh this cross is embedded in and in doing so they actually free Kind of a, a, it never explains exactly who he is or what he is, but it is kind of this monster. His name is Radu Maldasar. Do they ever say his name? I don't, I think they only say it in a version of the movie that we didn't see. In an uncut version. But anyways, that's who it is. And uh, he's, the closest thing that I can really say uh, what he is, is is, uh, he was almost some kind, seemed to me some kind of like a golem type of thing. He's a wraith. Maybe. Or, yeah, something. I I think he's a wraith is what that is. Or whatever, whatever it was, but it was just some weird monster, the likes of which I've never seen. But but that dude does a lot of like, like head push-ups, because that dude's (laughs) neck muscles are huge. (laughs) Yeah. Um, anyway, so yeah, we never really uh, figure out who that is. But anyways, a bunch of bunch of these Nazis are are getting blown up, and and uh, all sorts of cool stuff are happening. I guess um, another group of Nazis called the Bad Nazis, mm-hmm. uh, who are led by Gabriel. I'm gonna Byrne. call them the Bad Haircut Nazis, dude. I, I have some ta- <laughs> I have some to talk about the haircut in a little bit, but uh, I think it's funny because Jurgen. The guy who played the good Nazi leader played Jesus in a movie. And Gabriel Byrne, the bad Nazi leader, played Satan in End of Days. Oh, yeah. Just saying. Yeah. Good All right. Point. There you go. Um, well, they find some writing on the wall that they can't really translate. So they bring in some uh, Jewish dude from like a death camp and his daughter. Um, the, the Jewish guy is Gandalf, um, who's this sickly old dude who lives in a wheelchair. What's that guy's real name? Ian, Ian McClellan. McClellan? Mm-hmm. I don't think so. Ian McKellen. Okay. You'll get wasted for I that. Will. Damn it. Some nerd's going to kill you. Yeah. Anyways, um, 
anyway, so so he he sees it, and you know he he can. I, I don't really even know exactly. He he translates it for him, but then they kind of keep him there, and you know they kind of watch him and take care of him. But I'm not even sure really why after that. You have any you have anything for as me as far as why he's there and why they're keeping him? Yeah, there? why are they keeping him? Well, there? because they, they had the as far as what I think was thinking mm-hmm. about it, he understood the language that right. was written, mm-hmm. and so they just didn't know what was going to happen. And so they kind of so kept they him wanted him just... there, and he needed to be making progress as to what the hell was going on. Oh, okay. Or else he was gone. Oh, okay. That, and that's right. I think you're right. I think I remember that. Anyways, uh, turns out a little bit later, a couple of the bad Nazis take his daughter and try to rape her, but Molossar, the monster, saves I'm pretty sure they accomplished that task. Well, maybe. I'm pretty sure. Well, whatever. But but, but he comes and and he makes those guys blow up, and it seems like it's kind of like Frank on uh, Hellraiser. The more people he kills, he kind of sucks in their essence, and then he kind of becomes... Uh, you know, and first of all, you see his uh, muscles and stuff, and then you know, as he kills more people, you know, more, you know, he, he I guess he goes into his form. He ends up being just this kind of dark demon-looking dude. But uh, anyway, um, we also know that uh, Molossar and Gandalf, you know, are striking some kind of a deal. Gandalf gets healed, and he get, he all of a sudden loses, you know, a bunch of years. I mean, he gets younger. And he can walk, and he's strong. Turns out that uh, Molossar needs Gandalf to remove a talisman out of the keep. Um, And that way, uh, Molossar would be released from the prison. We find out that the keep is his prison. Um, There's also a a guy who's been interplayed within this whole thing we just haven't mentioned yet. But it's a guy that reminds Sam of of Henriksen. Basically, he is... A natural, we, we kind of figure out a natural enemy that he's in, the, the enemy of Molossar, and we don't know who's good, who's bad yet, because you know he seems to be helping Molossar seems to be helping Gandalf. They're going to destroy the Nazis. That's the right, and that and that's a thing. Yeah. And it's like, okay, well, you and, and Gandalf's all for that, of yeah. course, right? Because okay, he's a Jew. Well, sure, it's, and yeah. and uh, anyways, so yeah, we have this guy. Anyway, okay, so and then uh, I mean I. I I don't. I first of all, I want to say I cannot believe I've never heard of this movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, now I mean we'll talk about. What, so how'd you find out about it? Somebody on Facebook oh, okay. said you know just just kind of suggested it to okay. me, and you know I mean I'd never heard. I was like, sweet, check it out. Um, a lot of the movie is actually trying to figure out who is the good guys. I mean, because we have Jurgen, who's a good Nazi, who actually after a while says that. Well, if it were up to me, I'd be fighting. A, I'd be a German fighting against the Nazis. Blah blah blah. Uh, we're pretty sure that Gabriel Burns bad the whole time, but it's mostly about uh, the the Wraith and this Lance Henriksen lookalike. We're trying to figure out who who's who, who's a good guy, who's a bad guy, and whatever. We find there's also a part where the uh, the Christian priest or the Catholic or whatever he is is like sees Gandalf and starts freaking out. Cause he's yeah. like, "You're evil!" Blah blah. blah. Anyway, that's I guess that's all we'll say about the uh, about the story. But uh, so, what what'd you think about it? Well, this <clears throat> this was one that stuff was coming out of left field. Oh yeah, and and there were there were just all of a sudden you know if you talk about a love scene coming out of nowhere, <laughs> like there was nothing leading up to it, and all of a sudden there they trying to. It looked like they were trying to figure out how to have sex. I, I, it was just bizarre. But anyways, I, I thought halfway through this when there was all these things coming at us, so we're not explaining. Like this has to be a book, uh-huh. and, and they tried to make a movie. And I wonder if they tried to do a really good job with it because they had some big name people, and uh-huh. I don't know how big they were at the time because right. it's 1983. Uh-huh. But I, I just kept thinking this has to be a book because we're not, we're missing so much of the right. storyline that they should have put in that 
you need to read a book beforehand and then and then go see the movie. It's probably fantastic because you understand this whole backstory about this wraith and what he is and and what he's trying to do and maybe how he got to the keep. I mean, because I mean, we yeah, we don't even know what what the symbolism is in the keep. I mean, because there's a lot of like like those crosses. I mean, well, we, do, I, I just mean, we I figured that out just now because it is, was a cross and I had a little bump. Right. It was a talisman. It was in the same shape as that talisman. Right. But. But I mean, why why were they all over the the place? Why were they placed where they were placed? Well, did or you see at the end when he shot out of the the top of the thing and it hit all of them and the nuts went encased the guy? Oh, I must have fallen asleep. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So at the end, he used a talisman. He screws it on the top. Of oh, the that's staff. right. He's carrying that's the staff right. around the purple lightning shoots out to all those crosses. Oh, you're right. And so that's what opened it up to encase right. the, both of them. It actually yep. encased both of them. But. Probably shouldn't have spoiled that. So. <laughs> anyway, but uh, but you know it, it was it was decent to to see. I mean, I always enjoy movies that have a pretty interesting plotline. Although that you know once you peel this one back, it's one that you've seen a bunch of times. But it was, right, it was done in a, in a kind of unique way leading up to it, and, and they put a pretty weird mythology around it, and just just a couple of just there were some kinda, disconnects. Yeah, it kind of I mean, seemed like I was disconnects. a little bit behind on keeping up with it the was. story. And or I'm whatever. like, did I miss something? And I mean, even at the beginning, it's telling you like, all of a sudden, uh, Scott Glenn wakes up it was, right. with like fire in his eyes or something, right. and they never even tell you what his role is. And I'm sure that there's this giant storyline about. Right. And it would have been good to know that. Yeah. You know, maybe some history or, or you know, whatever. But I mean, I mean, what are you gonna do? Stick all that in a movie? You know, and that's. And that leads up to an argument that I have a lot of times is where, you know, when people say a movie wasn't as good as the book, it, to me, in my opinion, it's like so, the mediums are so different that it, it's, it's difficult for me to sit there and accept that, that a movie can be directly translated into a movie. It just can't. Mm -hmm. I mean, people read books in my, you know, for, at least I do. I read a book for a different reason I watch a movie. I watch a movie for, you know, mm -hmm. knowing it in an hour and a half I'm going to be done. Right. It, with a book, it's like I, I, I sit there and expect to have, be engaged in this story for a week or, you know, however but that, long. But that's why I think there's a problem with a movie like this. No, I, and, and I and Because, I, I agree you know, look you. at the Harry Potters that are coming out. They're going to be like two and a half hours long. And they have to split this last book into two movies. Really? Because they have to encompass everything from this book. But I think that, that uh, when you're dealing with movies and books, that some can be done very well, but then other ones like this one, you just kind of, I mean, it would be a giant slow story on a movie that everybody would be lost in. If you tried to make this, I'm sure all the stuff we missed, you try and put that in there to build it up, and it's, I'm sure it's just boring and just, you're like, what? We're going to sit in this keep that is just this giant thing and we're going to hear this backstory and no right. action's going on. Right. So. Yeah, a different thing. and. And I and I don't know. I think I think the way that a, a book is written is is too. I don't know. I just think people say, "Oh, the book was a lot better." Just, I, I I have a hard time with that because it's two different mediums. Yep. You can't. I don't think they translate. Directly. I think getting a story from it and making a an abbreviated you know whatever from it is great uh, because you know I mean one of my favorite movies, Queen of the Damned. Really, Nothing? I haven't seen that for. Oh. I saw it in the theater, and it, I mean, it was pretty decent. But uh, I haven't seen that. I'm, I was just like, I got a lot of shit for saying I like oh, that. Yeah. It was one of my, one of my, uh, uh, what do you call that? Uh, like guilty pleasure type oh, really? movies. But I mean, that was that was nothing like the book. I mean, yeah, there were things here mm. and there, but it was. I mean, it was completely different. Anyway, um, so I don't know. The, the the thing I did like about this is you you had a lot of the 
the old eighties special effects. I mean, there, yep. you know, you know, when like in Ghostbusters, when the, yeah. when the sign was coming in, yep. all the clouds are coming. We had a lot of those cloud mm -hmm. type of special effects, and I mean, I thought they were a lot of them were pretty cool. And there was a lot of parts in this that were, you know, pretty. The the monster was creepy. You know, he. I, I think that's smoke. A good job. When yeah. he smoke coming out of there. I thought they, exactly. was, they did that really well. You know, they they did do a lot of the the animation type mm -hmm. of uh, you know zapping and mm -hmm. and all that stuff. But I mean, it's it's pretty cool. You know, looking back a lot at of the Hellraiser 80s. type exactly stuff. Um, and there, you know, there are also like like the keep was immense. Mm -hmm. I mean, like when they when they re when they took out that stone and they re you know they released this this wraith. I mean, it went there. Apparently, there's this big expanse that just empty yeah. and, and you know the, all this stuff happened down there and, and it was just, i mean it was just epic mm -hmm. in scale but i don't know i thought I, I i didn't love the movie it i mean i thought it was all right though i mean well i, I don't i don't know what uh, it was kind of cheesy it was it, but it seemed they i think they were trying to be serious mm -hmm. Um, a lot of like little silly parts, uh, but uh, I still, I give this one a red box. I, I do the same. I give it a red box. I think they tried hard, and I think because the story was one that you just couldn't put on the screen, and there was a bunch in this book, and that's why when you said, oh, the novel was, was written, I'm like, okay, then that's exactly what I thought. I might be interested in reading that. Just <clears throat> yeah, because I, I bet it's a, probably a really good story. Because, well, I think I think you fill in some of the blanks, uh -huh. and, uh, and and here's the here's the problem, too. Is I find myself when I'm reading and there are things are happening and I'm using you know my mind to create the imagery, so, you know is it, it it obviously and, and I think I mean this isn't anything that I'm sure anybody's doesn't already know but it's like it, when you're creating the imagery in there you you don't get the kind of the weird plastic looking dude mm -hmm. and, you know it's that you know mm -hmm. like. You do do a lot better at special effects in your head than anybody can possibly do on the screen anyway. Especially back in '83 when uh, you know when it was awesome, it was cool. Don't get me wrong, all that stuff was cool. But I mean, it was kind of a rubber monster yeah. type of type yeah. of guy with giant neck a little, muscles. A little too clean. A little yeah. too clean coming yeah. back. Well, you know. So what did I learn? Um, I miss synthesizer music. That's what I learned from this. <laughs> it was fantastic. And then uh, who else said that? Too dangerous. Very expensive. That is a pimp for a prostitute cobra. <laughs> wow, they have those prostitute apparently co so. prostitute cobras. Yeah, apparently so. Too too expensive and too dangerous. Prostitute That's. <laughs> so. uh, I have. Uh, I got a kick in the balls. Right. Uh, Gabriel Byrne for copying my haircut that I had in the nineties. I was gonna say okay, <laughs> so I'll go with a different guy. That's it's so true that I saw that. <laughs> I'm going to give a kick to the balls to the dude that was holding the girl when the other dude was raping her. Because uh -huh. he just kept, he was like looking down at his buddy's junk the whole time he was raping her. Just his eyes were right down there. Like, dude. They teach their own. I mean, you just shouldn't be raping chicks. But if your <laughs> buddy's doing it, give him some privacy. <laughs> Would you turn around, yeah, hold geez. her behind your yeah, back? Exactly. Come on. Terrible. It's hard, so, to, it's hard oh. to perform under that kind of pressure. So I have a six degrees. So Ian McKellen was in uh, Lord of the Rings. With Elijah Wood in Sin City with Josh Hartnett in Virgin Suicides with Kirsten Dunst. So I went the same way. However, who cares? That's once good. I started looking, Scott Glenn was in the Virgin Suicides with Kirsten Dunst. Oh, was he? Yeah. He was Sweet. some sort of father. He was, I've never seen that show. I haven't either. Yes, you have. Why? No, yes, you have. You said oh, it, dude. You said it sucked. I've never seen I, I, I assume it sucks. I, I guess you don't have to see it to know it sucks. I assume, if I said that, I assume it sucks. Yeah, it's, I'm pretty sure I'm not going to watch that ever. Well, why would I? I wouldn't either. You, by the way, you watched. Shittier movies than me. No, you've seen Eclipse. That is not one that has graced in my the, In the theater. 
<laughs> yeah, I haven't done that. Uh, wait, wait, wait. I did wait. watch New Moon on video at like uh, two months ago. I did see that. Uh, okay. But I've not seen the clips. All right. Well, we'll give you a pass. I'll waste you next week. I'll do some. Uh, I'll do some more research. <laughs> I, may, I may go get that uh, that book. What book? Oh, the keep. Because I just finished the Hunger Games. Oh yeah. Did you? Series. By the way, did you finish uh, the Fall? By uh, what's his name? Uh, the, is it the Fall? Shit, by, uh, you know, the, the strain. Oh, the, no, I haven't. Oh, you haven't? No. I, I started that, but that. I, I started, yeah, I started it, but Dude, I, I just kind of dropped off. Like, I can't get, I don't, I, it's, it, it doesn't have the same mystique as the first one. And I'm just, I, I need mean to just it doesn't give it a have a hundred pages about, uh, a, an eclipse. What? <laughs> the first one. I was like, how long are they going to talk about this eclipse? Oh here? yeah. Yeah. No. And see, I don't, I read that one so fast when it came out. It was so great. That I found that when I'm reading this one, I'm like, I don't even remember. I, I mean, oh, I remember really? kind of the storyline, but I don't remember specific characters of who's who. You know, you know, what's funny is I need to give it a chance. I honestly, I don't even, I don't even think it was that boring. I was just reading. It. I just kind of quit reading. Period for a while. Well, what happened was, is I had the book and I was going on vacation. I had that book, and then my uh, mother-in-law gave me these hung, this Hunger Game book, and she's like, "You got it. You got to read this." And so I had it down at the pool. And I didn't have my book because I left it in the car, so uh-huh. I had this Hunger Games. I started reading it, and it was fantastic. Hunger Games? What kind of book is it? So, I don't know. All those, you know, we'll have to hear say, people like them. I, I read the trilogy within about two weeks. Mm-hmm. But what basically what it's about is the future, and there's been an apocalypse of some sort. And so there's the capital, which is in North America. And then there's 13 or 12 districts that each support the capital, but they're in, it's like a tyranny-type government. Dude, is this like the Overton window? I don't know. But anyway, so what happens is, is this this capital had defeated the districts. I mean, uh-huh. I'm going fast. I uh-huh. Okay, uh, dude, so, I, do I look bored? Come so on. 75 years ago, they had had a civil war, and the capital defeated the districts and put them under their slavery, basically. Oh, good. So to remind them that they're in charge, every year they pick a boy and a girl between 12 and 18 years old from each district. Really? That go compete in this arena that they make called the Hunger Games, and it's the last person alive gets food for their district for a year. Oh, sweet. So it's this trilogy about this kind of rise and, and uh, these this Hunger Games. Post-apocalyptic and kind of awesome stuff. Cool. And it's vi- I mean, I was like, all these people like it. My mother-in-law likes it. I, was like, I, mean, I can't believe your mother-in-law gave you a book How's like this like going to be? And so I was I was reading. I was curious. It was a really good storyline. And then it got violent. And I'm like, really? this, is, this is sweet. I mean, I don't really know your mother-in-law. I don't no, mean to say like. But a lot of people. I mean, I was at the pool and this lady walked by and she had like her nine-year-old kid. And, another, and she's always reading. She's like, oh, we love those. We just finished the third one. Because I guess it came out like six months ago. Did you turn up and say, what part? What, did I ask your opinion? Did I ask you to walk by and say something to me, I'm a bitch? Nice guy, dude. I would. I would have looked I know up. You would. I would have looked up at her and just looked back down. And you would have said, "You suck." And she said, "Don't have kids." And I you said, "They suck too." I wouldn't have said that. I I, I saved <laughs> that kind of stuff for you'd fans anyway. Oh, so anyway, I, I just finished that. That's so I'm done with books right now, and uh, I'm going to try and read a book between playing Black Ops on <laughs> PlayStation Three. By the way, if anybody plays PlayStation Three, I got one about. Three months ago, and I don't I, like my brother's my only friend on there. Your so, bro, yeah, yeah. So if anybody else, I, my my uh, my tag name is Woody Pecker. Kill you. <laughs> so uh, I can I can spell that out for you. But but uh, you know, if anybody wants to play PlayStation, um, let me know because I can give you my tag line and I'll get yours and we can be buddies. Wow, that sounds <laughs> sexual in nature. Well, hopefully it doesn't go that route. But <laughs> hopefully not. Well, what's your problem? <laughs> 
Cool. Uh, we done with that one? Yeah. All right. We'll be right back. Wait a second. Oh, what? Oh, no, no. We did. We both gave it a red box. Yeah. My bad. All right.
Alright, so we're back. We'll be talking about Dead Snow from 2009. Directed by Tommy Wercola. It was written by Stig Frode. Henderson. Henriksen. Uh, Tommy Wercola. Oh my goodness. I gotta... It was written by Stig Frode? Henriksen? No, it was... Yeah, it was written by Stig Frode. That's Henderson. the dude that played Roy. Was it? Yeah. Who's Which one was Roy? I don't He's even know. He's the guy that was saying all the dirty jokes all the time. Like the dark-haired... Oh, are you, are you at serious? At the end, that was one of the last two remaining. No, cool. Spoiler! Anyway, there were yeah, there were a bunch of dudes. Vigar Hole, Stig Frode Henriksen, Charlotte Frogner, Lassal Valdo, Evie Cassith Rost. You know, just all these people who I don't know who they are and who play just kind of typical characters or whatever. They're Nazis. No, they, they all got... Maybe they were. I think these were all just the kids. Anyways, uh, oh. let's go a little bit into the... Uh, into the uh, the story here. Basically, it, it happens in Norway. A group of medical students decided to take an Easter vacation to a cabin in the wintry mountains. And uh, during the first night, a mysterious dude shows up, asks for some coffee, tells them a little story about the history of the land. You know, I mean, and, and I skipped over a bunch of parts. I skipped over probably the first 20 minutes, which, you know, we get to know the characters a little bit more, and these characters are kind of annoying. Uh, like I, I don't know if I mentioned this, but I've tried. I tried to watch this two or three times before, but it's like I never could get through it because the, uh, I, I just kind of lost interest when all these guys were talking and we were kind of getting to know them or whatever, and uh, what you know whatever. But uh, anyway, so finally I made it past it, and they, you know they turned. They didn't. They're no worse than some like the guys in the Friday the Thirteenth series or anything like that. But. Uh, the story this guy told was uh, during World War II, a force of Einsagruppi, led by Stardenfuhrer Herzog, occupied the area for three years. Nazis abused and tortured the local people uh, near the end of the war, with uh, Germany's defeat looming. The soldiers looted all the town's valuables. Uh, the citizens decided, of, of the town decided to, to stage an uprising and ambush the, ambush the Nazis, killing many. Uh, the survivors, including Herzog, were chased into the mountains, and it was assumed that they all froze to death. So, I mean, here here we got this big, um, I, I guess that's some kind of a weird backstory that we should all be afraid about. And this guy who came and told it uh, made sure that we were all kind of thinking that there's a bunch of crap going on that we should be afraid. However, this guy wasn't too afraid because uh, apparently he was up camping in all those mountains. Anyways, the story is, is uh, the rest of the story is basically, you know, each one of these characters, it kind of takes the typical, I mean, the story isn't really that deep. The, the For the rest of the movie, all the, we find out that there's all these Nazi zombies running around, and uh, these Nazis were, we don't know why they're, they're undead, and we don't really know why, you know, anything's going on, but uh, they're zombies, and they're coming back to kill everybody at this uh, cabin. Did I miss anything? No, that's pretty much it. Okay, well, you know, I mean, and I'm not saying just because there's not that big of a storyline that, that it was a crappy move or anything like that. I mean, uh, the, I talked about uh, the wanderer who came and told that story. Dude's living in a tent in the middle of these, like, freezing balls mountains. He, uh, you know, he's got he's not trying to hide or anything like that. A zombie shows up and just, like, just destroys him. And now let's talk about the zombies for a minute. Now, these zombies weren't like the normal Romero zombies. These guys were like D-backs. 
Like defensive backs or linebackers, man. They'd come running across and like sled and like tackle somebody. You know, and they would run. They, they they were kind of more aware. Like there like there was like this German leader zombie that was had like binoculars that was spying on some of these other guys. But uh, I, I I don't know. This movie was kind of a horror comedy though. Yeah. So, I mean it was a lot lighter. And uh, like we were saying when we were talking about Outpost, I mean the the colors were were vibrant. You know, the, it was the snow. It, it, I don't know. This movie was obviously meant to be fun, and it was fun. The, I, the reason I didn't like it in the beginning is because it was just all this jibber jabber, and people mm-hmm. were annoying. But once it really got into it, it was it was great. Yeah. I mean, it was there. There were brutal kills, mm-hmm. silly, crazy gore. And, uh, I don't know, you know, in, in, uh, just crazy situations. But anyway, what do you think? Uh, you know, I've really started to like foreign films. And, okay. And it's been doing the podcast. I've watched, uh, The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. Oh, yeah. And then also The Girl Who Played with Fire. Oh, I've never on, seen that one. Uh, those are both on Netflix Instant. And oh, I should so check that I, one out. I, they're, they were really good. I mean, uh-huh. they're foreign films, it's gritty, but really good storylines. And so, um, I really like this. I watched, uh, this off Netflix, and so I had uh, the version that, that was the subtitles. Yeah, I watched it. So dub. it was it was good. I mean, mm-hmm. it was it was really good. I had to watch and pay attention, but it was really good. I typically um, I typically mm-hmm. prefer to um, watch the the subtitles one mm-hmm. because one time I, I thought I'd be funny, and I was you know and I watched uh, the X Files uh, fight the future with uh, Spanish dubbed, and it was a completely different deal because Scully and Mulder didn't I mean they sounded completely different it was just like what yeah you gotta be kidding me you know so anyway but I did watch I I watched the dub only because it was the most convenient way for me to do it but anyway no yeah and so but it it ends up being ends up being really good but the thing I liked about this is I kind of figured out about eh, well towards the end there that that there were really a lot of it was uh, paying homage to Evil Dead oh yeah and so there was a lot of very similar things that, that we like from Evil Dead that came up in this movie. And and they just didn't apologize for just over-the-top gore violence. It was just, I mean, when, you oh, know, no. using the snowmobile to run, to kill the two zombies in different ways. <laughs> yes. Three, actually, because he ran one over. Right. Um, just fantastic. And, and I think that they really embraced the whole story concept. Like you, I, I kind of felt like... Why did you take so long to get into it? Right. You know, you, you set this thing up, way too much time getting to the cabin. Why did they have this chick that they need that was out in the middle of nowhere who decided to backpack across on her own? By, by herself. I mean, where did that even come in? But once they got into it, once they got past the, the guy telling the story, I mean, it just started this probably 45 minutes of just fantastic, fantastic, scary zombies. Um, <laughs> you know, just really did the, that. Herzog, Captain Herzog, or what, you know, the leader mm-hmm. of the zombies was good, and just just real, real fun. I mean, it was it was it was a lot of fun. My favorite scene of the whole movie was when uh, this guy was getting chased by uh, I can't remember exactly who it was, but anyways, uh, I think it was I think it was it was the guy was getting chased by was fighting one zombie and he actually killed it. And he shoved his hand into it and grabbed its intestines. Yeah. And this other zombie comes running after it. Dude uses this first zombie's intestines to hang off the side of a cliff. Yeah. And uh, and, and pull himself back up because he the, the zombie whose intestines he was holding on gets stuck up on a tree. But I mean, it's just that kind of thing. And by the way, that's where 
Um, I mean, I thought that it was so awesome when um, Machete did it. Yeah. But it happened here first. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. so they did it first. And I liked how they panned back to the, to the zombie who was up against a tree with his intestines rolling out. I yeah. mean, they didn't just stop with, hey, we've got his intestines. We're going to go and go over here. Right. They went back and stuff was still falling out. He's still bleeding <laughs> all over the place. The knife or the branch goes all the way through him. And right. just kept going with this. And I, I, the other thing I liked about it was they kind of had a specific way that they killed people. It was gut them uh-huh. and have their, have their guts fall out that's i mean that was kind of their mo was, that's excellent yeah which was which was really i mean i thought that was they really slit good. that one guy's throat in yeah. the beginning but the wanderer's throat but they ended up getting his guts no and, yeah because you see him right. right i mean you see him when the guy finds him um pr- probably one thing that i was just appalled at that i'm like are you let me, me guess can i guess yeah chick seduces the dude on yeah. the shitter so they show this fat guy go out and take a shit outside in the outhouse <laughs> They show him wipe once. Thank heavens. You know, we've talked about this before. Dude, wipe. Most of the time, nobody's wiping. Right, okay. He wipes once, and before he's finished, the chick comes out and mounts him while he's on the outhouse. So he's wiped once, dude, and then she mounts him, and then she goes to the bathroom after him. I'm like, that's probably the sickest thing I think I've dude, ever seen. Dude, you, you know what even makes that sicker? What? Dude wipes once, okay? You know, I mean, sometimes. Oh yeah. And and then she puts his his fingers in her mouth. And he realized it halfway through because he's, he's like, wait, says, wait, no, wait, no, no. And then it's too late. She it's already too did late. It. Like, she eats the shit off. It his was it, that that was actually he actually gets my kick in the balls. She gets my kick in the balls because that that was like really creepy for me because well, it's yeah. like just just think about it. One wipe, you're not clean yet. No, no. And no. And, and and I. I, I wonder, we didn't, I don't, I can't remember if we saw the whole thing, but I hope he finished wiping. First of all, doing it with a sticky butthole, I don't know if that's, I, I mean, I'm just wondering, I, I wonder if you forget about it, especially since it was the first time and they're all nervous and you're excited for the thing, you know, but it's like, I'll tell you what, now if, you know, if that happened with me and my wife, I'd be like, uh, this is the whatever, I'd be like, hey, honey, let me finish wiping my ass, please. <laughs> But but I mean maybe he forgot because he got the butterflies and stuff. But it's like you know I don't know. That maybe was watch out with duck butter for the rest. Of the <laughs> that was sick. But no that that was that was the most disturbing part of the whole movie. Oh yeah, especially especially the fingers in the mouth thing. Wait wait no 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 too late she did it and she was sucking the shit off his fingers because let let's hope let's hope he didn't like bust through or whatever. I didn't see him folding. I he might have no. crinkled it up and you know missed a spot in the middle finger. You know, goes up the ass a little bit. And but I did notice he went back to front. You did? <laughs> I did not notice. I did. Go back and look. I'm not going to go back and look. And if I ever watch this movie again, I'm fast-forwarding to that part. I did not like that part. You know, there was another, uh, somebody actually bit one of the zombies. Yeah. And then there was another part where a dude gets bit by his, or gets bitten by a zombie. Uh-huh. And he's like, this is the, the kind of the homage to uh, Evil Dead. But he's like he he looks over and he sees the the chainsaw and he looks at his buddy and he's like I've been bitten I I don't want, I will kill you yeah. you know so he cuts his arm off <laughs> and then right when he gets done a zombie comes up and bites his junk yeah <laughs> right on the leg on the thigh his junk and he's just pissed and he looks at the chainsaw again his buddy's like no don't do <laughs> oh so really, I thought it was just hilarious oh, oh, man, it was so funny but yeah just great story like great ending um, oh yeah just. Well, it was it was fun. I mean, this is this is a really different kind of movie than than the other two were. This obvious this didn't take itself seriously no. at all. The the first two, even the keep with how silly that was, really tried to 
to be serious and you know and whatever and I don't know I have to admit this I I, I cannot believe that I've that I didn't uh, that I never sat through the first and, you know now and I watched it this time mm-hmm. knowing I guess knowing that I had to watch the whole thing this mm-hmm. wasn't even I didn't even it wasn't really that rough didn't yeah. even really seem as annoying as it was before mm-hmm. maybe Maybe I tried to watch it right after I like got in a fight with my wife or something. Son of a bitch! Oh, this is stupid! Or you know, whatever. I don't never get in fights with my wife. Trust so me. So, what was your favorite kill in the movie? I love the intestacy. Any, any. I mean, that was that was probably my favorite. I, you know, the thing is, is it's like uh, the, it's 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 hard to choose. I like the I like the guy on the on the uh, snowmobile yeah. <laughs> taking out zombies. My favorite one was uh, the the fat guy. His name was Erland. Uh-huh. And when he got pulled out the window, and the zombies stuck their thumbs in his, in his eyes. eyes, and then popped his head open, and his brain oh! fell out of the oh, ground. Oh, that's right. That was by far. That was by far. That's I just, right. I started laughing my balls off. That was so funny. <laughs> that was, that was awesome. That was that's great. probably the best kill I've seen in a movie in like a year. <laughs> they, that was just that's awesome. right. They split it in. Oh, oh man. that's right. Oh, so good. That so. was. <laughs> So what did I learn in Germany? Girls and guys driving separate cars. Yeah, weird. That was going on. Uh, I think it was Norway. Nazis. Oh yeah, Nazi zombies would make great linebackers. Yes, they would. And snowmobiles are deadly for the zombies mostly. So my kick to the balls is the old guy that goes into their house, tells them that coffee sucks, calls them brats, yeah, and that they should be scared of all this shit, and then goes and sleeps in a tent. Exactly. He doesn't even get that. He gets exactly kick to the balls for that. Mine was the chick. Yeah freaking shit so who else said that when you are standing there with your intestines in your hand what do you do then and that's the dude from anthropoph- anthropophagus right before he ate him you eat him that, that's what you do that was his answer that's exactly right six degrees uh stig frode henriksen who played roy was in essential killings with emmanuel signer who was yes. in the ninth gate with johnny depp who was in once upon a time in mexico with danny treo who was in from dust till dawn Terry bruce Campbell. yeah and i give this a bone saw. Oh, really? I do, and I, I debate it because I might do it. I, you know, for, it was a little bit slow getting into it, but I laughed so hard and it paid off so well that I'm like, I, yeah, bone saw. I mean, I can get through that other stuff because this was fantastic. So I give it a buy. I mean, I, I really enjoyed this. In fact, uh, um, I don't know if this was the best movie we watched, like as far as uh, as far as quality and whatever. But I mean, this this one was so entertaining. Oh, it was awesome. Oh, it, was, it was so good. <laughs> So good. Awesome. All right, so we got one more coming up. We'll play one more tune. Come back with Blood Creek.
right, so we're back with Blood Creek, 2009, uh, directed by Joel Schumacher. Did The Lost Boys in Flatliners. And not only did he do those, but he did my favorite movies, Batman Forever and Batman and Robin. Nice. I hate those movies, yeah, those by the suck. way. Those suck. Um, he also did 8mm. Did you ever see that? I did. Oh, As Obi-Wan Kenobi. It does? It's one of his last movies. Oh, uh, Alec Guinness, mm -hmm. actually. Was he the old dude? Yeah. No way. Yeah. I hated that movie. Yeah, you did? It disturbed the shit out it, of me. You know, it was because it was a subject matter that was so yeah. terrible. And, and I hadn't watched a whole bunch of horror movies. Uh-huh. And I watched this, and I just felt sick. I'm like, it was, that shit goes on. That's you know, it's funny because uh, you know the guy Machine, he's in a, he's in a, a bunch of movies, you know, and uh, now it's like every time I see that guy, I'm like, that guy, I hate that guy because yeah. of that movie because he freaked me out. I'd have to go back and look. And you know what else is? I remember I can't stand a band called Bile because Machine would play Bile records like vinyl, oh. and it was like this really evil music sounding music and all the subject matter was like. Wah. Anyways, uh, I did. I did. Bile also had a, a, a tune in uh, "Strange Land" with T. Snyder. Mm. Did you ever see that one? Anyway, I have. I own that movie and I haven't seen it. I need to you haven't watched that movie? Watch Velma. It. You see Velma's boobies. Velma. Velma from the new uh, uh, the Freddie Prince Jr. Oh, Scooby really? Youth. Yeah. Oh, I haven't she, seen any of those it. either. Oh, you're missing out, buddy. Dude, Matthew Lillard does a great Shaggy. It's okay, funny. so funny. Anyway, yeah, yeah, we got off a little bit. There. What? We got off the sub... Wow. Um, it was written by uh, David Kajganich. Kajganich. And uh, the IMDb gave it a 5.6. Uh, Henry Cavill played Evan Marshall. Dominique Cauliflower Ear Purcell played Victor Allen Marshall. Is, is it just guy, me? Is, that guy's in a lot of stuff. He was in Prison Breaking Mountain. I yeah. never watched that. Is he from another country? Does he? He sounds like a little accent during this. No, one. I don't know, but I can't stand his his ears. I haven't. They're weird looking. Really? I swear he has cauliflower. Yeah, Emma Booth played Lise Wolner. Uh, Michael Fassbender played Richard Verth. That's the creature guy. Yeah. Uh, Rainier Winklevoss played Otto Volner. Winklevoss, I shit you not. Yeah, but you know Winklevoss that comes from. Uh... The Facebook movie, the Winklevoss Troy twins. No. There's really two people named the Winklevosses. They're like Olympics uh, <laughs> rowers, and they helped found. They came up with the idea for Facebook. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, that's good. And I watched that movie. It wasn't bad. I I have that movie. Well, well you, is it out yet? No. Whatever. I'll edit it out. Laszlo Matre played Carl Volner. Uh, Joy McBin played Mrs. Volner, and Shay Wingham played Luke Benny. Uh, in 1936, the Volners, a German family living in rural Maryland, uh, just accepted a $150 check a week from the Nazi government to host Richard Wirth, a, who they thought was a Nazi historian, but actually turned out to be an a occultist. Again, great backstory, Nazi occultist, you'll get me every time. And I wonder if they, they I'm sure they stopped getting those checks after... You would you would think plus yeah. plus now they get 150 bucks for what they ended up having to do so they're getting 150 bucks it's gonna be paid or a week but I'm sure the people think that George Bush was sending them checks <laughs> well the sweet another <laughs> shut up <laughs> uh, 
basically, what happened is uh, we, we find out that the real reason that uh, Richard Wirth is there is years ago, the Wolners found a Viking rune stone on their property. They actually built a stable on top of it. And uh, for some reason, it has some kind of uh, power or like occult power that, that Wirth uses to... Uh, you know, to, to to like what we see is he brings back a a, a bird. Like a he calls pig. him, ra- he raises him. He okay from the. But that brings up an interesting point. I you know I was curious. And I didn't go look this up, but if that really were Viking, I wonder if there's some sort of back history of that that's real because they had the swastika, but it was paths. Right. It was like paths off somewhere, and right. so I started wondering. I wonder if that's where they got that swastika, like this. Well, and I don't know, but I also know that. Um, and I'm going to check this out to make sure that I'm right before the show goes out, but I think the swastika doesn't, I mean, it means peace or power or something like that. It has a different meaning, right. and obviously it was, you know, and, was and maybe, bad. and I was going to say, maybe it came from there. Yeah, I mean, it just, it was weird because you could see it in there, but it was, it, he talked about a path and where the paths cross. Right. And so, but you saw that it kind of went out around, and so it wasn't just like the cut right. swastika, it was longer. Uh-huh. So I really thought that was interesting. I wonder no. if that was like a real, that that really did come from Viking runes of some sort. And you, you know, what else too, it, it, I guess based in history, I, w- I really never thought about the fact that, um, you know, the Vikings, quote, you know, supposedly fa- found the, the new world before Christopher mm-hmm. Columbus. And I mean, we, he talks about this too mm-hmm. in this movie and also, um, how that's basically German heritage is, is from, you know, the Norse, I guess, culture and whatever, which is, which is really cool. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I have German background, man. That's why I have to shave my head. It's, nice. it's kind of what you, I'm not, I'm not going to even leave that in. I don't know why I decided. I've got, did I mention that I have Indian background? Yeah, yeah, I do. Oh, okay. Do we hate each other? Don't or something. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, Let's see. So, uh, basically, I, I guess what happens is, you know, they, they get the, the family kind of gets a little bit freaked out, but you know, and then and then we, we don't really know exactly what happens. Well, then, fast forwards, right? So you uh, see the bird get raised, right? And then nobody's freaking out, right? It just fast forwards. Well, and that's what I'm saying. I assume mm-hmm. oh, yeah. that a bunch of stuff happened, mm-hmm. and you know, and all of a sudden it's it's quote unquote present day mm-hmm. and whatever, and. Uh, uh, what we're introduced to to this guy whose brother and he two years before went on a camping trip and his brother disappeared and he was presumed dead and you know there's i mean we go through all the you know the the family issues where you know nobody wants to give up on him but his brother already put up a headstone blah 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 you know we're we're kind of learning about the this guy's character who was uh uh evan marshall yeah. Do you know? Do you know what movie he was in? I was like the whole time, like, what movie is that guy? No, he is in in the Count of Monte Cristo movie. He's the son. He's Edward Dante's really? son. Yeah, oh. I was like, yeah, he looked like a freaking huh. pretty boy, and then I guess he can or whatever. Interesting. Um. Anyway, so we, so this his his big brother uh, Cauliflower Ear has been missing for a couple of years, and all of a sudden, out of nowhere, he shows back up. You know, dressed like the Count of Monte Cristo. After being imprisoned for two years, mm-hmm. how about that? I wonder if he, uh, if he uh, learned like all sorts of sweet sword moves from uh, an old guy. I think he did. Really? Yeah, probably the auto guy. Maybe. I mean, he was young in his body, but he was old, really. Oh, that's, that's good thinking. I think you just spoiled the movie, though. My just bad. kidding. Uh, anyway, so he shows up, and basically, he shows up and just says, it shows up at his uh, at his brother's. Uh, 
trailer that he's living in, which is just outside. He's taking care of his dad. But Deshaun says, okay, get the guns. We'll come with me right now. We're going. You know, and he's like, don't ask me any questions. We're going to go back. So what happens is they go back. Hold on. What happens what? is, instead of going to see his family, who he hasn't seen for two years, right. he takes the time to cut his hair and shave. Well, that, priorities. You know, I mean, he's got a... I, I, I'm really glad he did that because the hair was, was hiding his cauliflower ear. Mm-hmm. And I... And I, I didn't know who it was, and I'm like, looked at that ear. I'm like, oh yeah, and that is that is definitely a good thing. <laughs> That's weird. <laughs> so they head back to this this uh, town, and, and the little brother. I mean, he's a good dude. He doesn't know what's going on. He's, you know, he trusts his brother, and they go. And there's one moment where he's like, dude, you can't go back from this. Or I can't remember exactly what he said, but but I gotta have you 100 percent or some stupid shit. And he's like, I'll go. You know, and there's like the whole brotherly moment. But yeah. it's like. But uh, actually, l- looking back at that, I probably would have tried to figure out what was going on before I, <laughs> before I committed. Why are we know? having guns sneaking up on a farm, dude? <laughs> yeah, snuck up on this. We can farm. just go get chicken like a KFC. I mean, what, what the hell are we doing? Well, we don't. We don't have to go all commando on yeah, some freaking. Come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, so okay, so the situation turns so that uh, there's these two brothers, and they're you know they they start like going after this family. And uh, the older brother's like, "Where is he?" You know, he meets all the you know the the, the woman, the, uh, one of the dudes. He ends up even shooting one of the dudes. Actually, no, he ends up getting a fight, and the little brother has to end up shooting him, which sucks because yeah. you know, he he doesn't really know still what's going on. Um, and uh, anyway, let's see. Uh, where am I? Anyways, uh, okay, so it turns out that where they went was actually the the Wolner's farm. And uh, they're also there, and they haven't aged since 1936. And uh, hopefully those... No, since 1941. Whatever. Oh, because, right, because the the girl... Right, she she grew up. You're right, the girl grew up in... uh, Okay, right. And she's been 17 this whole time. No, you're right. Still old enough to do, but... (laughs) I I thought that's where they were Only because there's grass on the field. Oh, sick. (laughs) Dude, well, I don't even know what that means. That is disgusting. (laughs) I've never heard that before. Right, I'm that sure. Is terrible. You probably were the one to tell me that I originally. Never heard Whatever. That. Uh, okay, so so turns out it's this this family again, and 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 it's kind of strange because their house has all sorts of uh, you know strange markings on the windows and the doors. It turns out that uh, they're they're kind of a protection spell. Now, th- <clears throat> this is a really interesting part, of, and this is kind of my favorite thing about this movie is when they get back. He's like, "Where is he?" You know, and we don't know who yeah. he is. Right. And you know, there was even and, and he he takes the family hostage, kind of he shoots one of the brothers and or, or the the other brother does. But the 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 dad comes back, you know, and for a while it's like, oh, that's that's who he is. That's who he's looking for. Yeah. Turns out it's not. It's like you know, he's well, at still first looking. I thought he was looking for somebody to save. Okay. I thought I didn't realize they were going back for revenge. Okay. I thought they were going back to save okay. somebody because he's like, where is he? Because I didn't. I'm thinking that guy wasn't out there by himself. Right. I don't. I don't, I don't know what was going like, on, but I'm like, I, he's there going back to rescue somebody. And then when the dad showed up, I'm like, wait a second, there he wants to go kill that guy. Right. So there's these red herrings that are kind of going around. Well, you know, and the funny thing is, is I never really thought about there would be someone to save, and maybe it's because on the cover there's a uh, like a monster dude with uh, Nazi signs yeah. cut into his skull or something, and yeah. I. You know, whatever. I, I don't know. But it, it, the suspense was good because it's like you don't know what's going on. We're, and the brother is just 
trying to figure out what's going on desperately. And that's kind of where we as the audience are, are placed, you know. It, we, we have no idea what's going on. Um, it, and then what, what ends up happening is we find this, we find that on the property they have this, like the, the back, like, a, like a, one of those big containers that, that people put on like giant boats or maybe the back of a truck or something like that. And, uh, you know, there, we go out there and we figure out there's some guy that's in there and he's, uh, you know, obviously been tortured and he's tied up there and whatever. Anyhow, um, let's see, turns out actually that, uh, the, the, the Woolners have, uh, and this is, we don't know anything of this for sure, but something happened with, uh, the, the occultist that showed up and he figured something out and he's made this family obviously uh you know not age and he himself not only has he not aged but he's turned into some kind of a a super strength monster with these occult powers to bring back like like you were saying to raise the dead and you know it, it, it the shit kind of hits the fan because he gets released you know they actually save the guy in the in the in the container they bring him in the house where you know we, we find out that the Wolners may not actually be these bad people who I at least I assume they were in the beginning but anyhow so 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 hold on a second because okay. I, I need I'm now thinking that there's a little bit of a hole here that okay I'm trying to figure out okay so <clears throat> they're in the house and they're protected by the runes mm -hmm. and they claim that they're kidnapping these people to feed this dude. I assume, yeah. So, well, they do. That's what they say. Right. And that he doesn't drink them all their blood, or else then the, the, the people would die and he wouldn't be able to drink. Okay. But if they're in the house protected and they just starve that guy, wouldn't he die? Well, that, you know, who knows? I don't, I don't know. And, that, and, that, and that's something I even thought of because uh, it's like, yeah, without this guy on the... First of all, how does the guy come up from the... from the uh, the? Because, I mean, he, he gets, like, released. Somebody busts the... Yeah, I, the top of the cellar door is that right mm -hmm. no he does he does no oh, does he, he do he, that so he gets him. out himself yeah and i guess he goes and feeds on that guy he like chews on yeah, they his ring back the bell and, and he goes out to feed on that's when oh, he's ready right so the person's i just i couldn't remember why it is that he can't leave the farm and then why they don't just sit in the house or is it because they're scared of dying because they've been alive so i just don't i didn't well i mean who knows i mean i'm sure that they're scared of this vulner guy it seems like they've kind of imprisoned him you know i mean that I guess, and that's kind of because he fed on her for a while, so she had the daughter, she had the right. scars. Uh -huh. But then that's when they brought people in, and, and I couldn't figure out why they didn't just let him starve and then everything be over. To not even have a movie. <laughs> you know, that's maybe that's something that we need to figure yeah, out. Yeah, if somebody I, knows the answer to that, yeah. maybe I, I probably just missed a part during the movie. I don't, right. I don't know. Anyway, so Worth escapes and shit starts hitting the fan, and people get held hold up in the house. Uh, there's an awesome scene where he he kills these horses and then raises them from the dead. So they're that's demon the first horses. time I've ever seen. That was that was pretty badass. Horses. That was awesome. Way. Yeah, they were. I mean, they were wicked. Because he he released the horses, they ran around, and he waited till only got close enough, and he sliced the neck with his fingernails. Right. And that's how he killed it, and then he raised it up, and then it was a zombie horse. <laughs> and he bidding. sent it inside the house. That's awesome. Was running around. Anyway, basically the rest of the movie is is kind of uh, the people trying to survive from this. Uh, Bo, uh, what, what's his name? Uh, Worth, who uh, you know, who's oh, now second. this demon. There's something about his family's bones. Was it that he couldn't leave? The, there's something. Oh. There was something that had to do with his family bones. Maybe that's what why he had to stay there. Somehow it 
because he was getting the bones sent over, and she would steal some. That's right. In, in in cauliflower ear, put he on put like his on own as a suit, and that's how they jacket. ended up poisoning him. Right. But I but I don't I that maybe that had something to do with why. Do we even watch the these movies? We do. But I mean, this was the first one I watched. I watched right. four and a half hours of movies after this. Right. Which was fantastic. I loved it. No, you know in in. Because I, I don't remember there being a whole. I, I remember looking at it now as I was putting together my notes, thinking, "Why? Yeah, why don't why don't they just leave him there? Why do they even bother getting trying to feed him or whatever?" Yeah, there had to be. I think it's something to do with those bones. Yeah, anyway. Anyway. so there's something probably. Yeah. If not, then it was still kiss my ass. It was a good yeah. move. Uh, anyway, um, uh, let's see. So, like I said, I mean, this movie had it, it built the suspense really well. You know that the, the the monster was scary and it was and there was a lot of like weird oh. types of uh visuals yeah. you know this guy's pulling off his skin yeah. at points or you know the these zombie horses were he's cutting it he punches a hole in his skull because he's trying to grow a third eye <laughs> right yeah I mean, right. It, was, it was violent it was it, good and that ends up getting his voice down. His right voice is like this tinny it's like uh it's like a tremolo yeah, type really of yeah, really that was wicked. Um, you know, but after that, I mean, it's. It, I mean, I don't know. It kind of just turns into a survival thing, and mm-hmm. it had a good backstory. I don't know. It had a good backstory. I really liked how they they brought that up. But the other thing I liked about it is they got into the action pretty quick. Yeah. Like here's the backstory of the farm. Here's the the dude you're missing your brother. Brother shows up right away. Right. And then they go right to the farm. There's not right. No. No, and there yeah, there's there's no like oh let's sit at dinner and talk about. The old days with dad yeah. and how and how dad it, like likes the older brother better. Yeah. I mean, they did a little bit of that, but nothing. Well. I mean, that was just all. I think they did basically the minimum uh, so that we knew that the younger brother was this good dude, self-sacrifice. I, I literally dude. think they were on their way to the farm twenty minutes in. Yeah, it was, yeah. And, and we knew enough. We knew plenty enough, and they filled in the holes after, which, like we talked about, when he's running out there, where is he? And we didn't know who it right. was. Fantastic, because I'm just like trying to figure that out and so I'm really engaged I, I mean I thought they did a good job yeah man um I don't know I, I I don't know really what else to say about this um other than uh uh it was a really interesting movie it was very dark I mean they got into some really kind of dark uh themes I mean again with the with the whole Nazi zombie thing maybe I'm just uh, not, not Nazi zombies Nazi occult stuff mm-hmm. and maybe that's just me being a sucker for it um, and I, I mean, I, I like all the guys that were in it. The, the, you know, the brothers were, were good characters. I, you know, I really got behind them. The, the, the monster was freaking scary, you know, but, uh, I don't know. I like cauliflower ear, dude. Mm-hmm. Good story. I don't know. I'll give it a buy. Yeah. I give it a buy too. Um, I definitely think it was a good one. Did you have a kick to the balls for this one? Uh, I do. Uh, the dude who didn't talk to his wife before he accepted the 150 bucks a week. You need to talk about that shit with oh, your yeah. wife because yeah. you know what? she'll probably talk some sense into you, yeah. and you won't be enslaved for however many years. That's good. I didn't. I didn't have a kick to the balls for this one. Because oh, I forgot to do it, and I was doing it on the fly. I will have them next time. Sweet. But well, I did have. What did I learn? Every old guy in a wheelchair is an ornery bastard. <laughs> yes. El Monster Del Mar was oh, the yeah. most recent one. Yep. But every uh-huh. time there's a dude in a wheelchair, an old guy, they're just ornery. <laughs> uh, when you stock up for a two-day trip, when your brother says stock up for a two-day trip, uh, rabies vaccine is, a, is included. <laughs> it's 
a must. You have to have it. Yep. They broke that shit out right when they got there. Dude was an EMT. He hey. just grabbed his pack. I'm just saying, Listen, okay? And that was in there. All right. All right. And if someone has milky white eyes, don't try to give them a hug. That's a, that's a great freaking point. Milky white eyes, Yeah. don't try to give them anything. And who else said that? When you rule the blood, death is not the end. That's the new Tampax slogan. <laughs> So, <laughs> that is terrible. Don't make those. Don't don't make these boys give up hope. It's all they have. Uh-huh. He said the penis of his balls to the prom date. <laughs> that's, good. that's great. I'm glad that the, the, the penis is really sticking up for those dudes. That's funny. Yeah, that is. He said sticking up. Yeah, get it, get all it. Right, yeah. All right. So then the six degrees is Michael Fassbender, who was in Glorious Bastards with Brad Pitt, who was in Ocean's Eleven with Scott Kahn, who was in Mercy with James Kahn. Who was in Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs with Bruce, Bruce Campbell? Bruce Campbell. <laughs> I like Bruce Campbell in that movie. Yeah. Well, man, so so how you like being back to the regular oh, show? It's so nice. That was so much fun getting ready. Uh-huh. Just the anticipation. Oh, dude. Of, of getting out here and, and having fantastic movies to watch. <laughs> it was a good episode to get back into the swing of things. I mean, these movies, good movies. were really good. Really good. <laughs> it was. It, you know, I, I found it very hard to uh, fit in uh, four movies. During like the greatest sports month was, of them all, I was gonna say, and it didn't hurt that today the universe went back to the right order <laughs> with Utes losing their second in a row, yeah. the Cougars destroying their second in a row, yeah. and the Jazz continue their their. Come by the time this beyond. comes out, I'm sure that you know there's gonna be differences, but Jazz five times in a row down double digits coming back to win. Win they and on an e on an east, fu people on the east right. coast. Jazz own you. That's right. Miami Miami. So me and Mike are both sporting Cougar gear. Oh yeah, right now it was a as great we're podcast. It was so awesome. I am on a high right now, even though it's like what twelve thirty or something, something like that. It's late. Yeah, midnight and. Uh, and, and I haven't even played Blocky, Black Ops yet. But you're going to go do that. I might. I had a nap this afternoon, so I may end up going to uh, play a little Black Ops before uh, bed. Oh, cool, Grandpa. That so if anybody, good. hey, I'm going on tonight, so if anybody uh, is no on the PlayStation, <laughs> uh, send me your, hey, listen, this is a one-time offer. If you're not on tonight, screw everybody. <laughs> oh, but, uh, man. Well, thank- t- by the way, today's the 13th. I guess it's now the 14th, 14th in the morning. in the morning, yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, so... Okay, like I said, this 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 phone number is only for voicemails for this show. It's a regular one, 206-339-2730. We'll get we'll get uh, we'll take care of the 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 uh, administrative tasks of the Cadaver Lab so that there's no more confusion. And I mean, trust me. I mean, Stephen and I are actually going to record on Tuesday. Johnny and I are going to record the week after that, and then Sam <laughs> Sam and I. Should we talk about the slab? Yeah, well, go go ahead. Why don't, why don't you tell us what the slab right, is? So we're going this month in between, and and uh, you know we're we're trying to figure out how much how much I can commit to to doing this, and and I want to be involved, and so but a month is just way too long. <laughs> so we're trying to figure out what we can do, and so we came up with this idea of doing the cadaver slab, which is basically we're going to meet at a restaurant or something uh, once a, in between. It's like in two weeks. And then we'll record a quick show, and we're thinking about doing uh, movies that are that are basically every single time like a, a, a what the fuzz, yeah, just like a because I had to, I was watching mind. I was watching a movie, and I think it was They Wait, and and I was watching this show, and uh, and and there was there's this ghost, and and uh, this kid gets really sick, and you wonder what's going on, and so the explanation of what's going on, you know, when it all comes down to it, this Chinese guy's like, well, when Chinese workers die. 
they they have to have their bones close to their family or else they come back to haunt people. So <laughs> that's the reason they're shipping bones across the sea to China, but you find out they're really not, and that's why these things are haunting. Uh, and so I literally out loud said, what the fuzz? That is the reason that this movie is taking place is because Chinese people have to be buried next to their families unless they haunt people? That is, that is retarded. And so we thought, hey, there are movies all over the place. We're right in the middle. You just look around, and whether it's a plot twist or a scene that you see, that you're, you're asking yourself, what the fuzz? So we're going to just gonna do one movie real quick and, uh, and just have a good time talking about things. But not go. I don't want to go a whole month without... It's just, that's a long time. No, we did is. four movies, is. which is great, and we had time to watch them and everything else. But, <laughs> yeah, more but, or less. But I think if we if we pull one out, and, and, and you know, it's going to be different every time, not really a theme other than what the fuzz. And then, you know, and also <laughs> send in some uh, some recommendations yeah. or suggestions. Please or do. Because I already saw The Human Centipede. I kind of knew what was coming, and, and I'll tell you, you know, that, that while that is kind of a, a what the fuzz movie, I, I was disappointed. They could have done so much more. Really? With that. I thought that movie was, well, it was hilarious. It was funny, yeah. but I was like, with all the special effects that can go on, why do you have to have the bandages still on? Yeah. I'm like, dude, you could have done, like, skin to make it look terrible. You could have, like, skin parts from their cheeks hanging down to the ass. <laughs> I, I just I, I, I just really thought, I can't, I just, anyways, it was, it was still hilarious, but... Um, but yeah, so if you've got other movies that that, uh, that you want us to, to kind of put in a queue, I can't promise we'll get to them because we may have some on our own that, that we've seen. Well, send them to us because as yeah. of right now, we our queue is empty. Yeah. Except yeah. for maybe the Bones Chinese. I don't no, know. We'll yeah. yeah, I'm not watching. You're not watching that one again, huh? Have, yeah, you haven't seen that? What was it? They Wait. No, I... We could do it, uh, but I mean, it's uh, it was very similar to something else that I watched too. I can't remember what it was. Every other... Uh, Asian oh, film it's like where, the ring. Yeah, as you say, every other Asian film yeah, where, where if they die and they're mad, then they come back and haunt you. Yeah. Or, that's like that's every Asian. That's the same film. type of thing. Yeah, Almost sure. the same. Whatever. No wonder why that show sucked. What? Anyway. So anyway, so cool. that's the that's the slab. So we'll see how that goes. All right, and uh, yeah, we're we're, we're going to keep it open. We're going to keep the schedule open, you know. So it may not be exactly two weeks, but we'll see. Mm-hmm. Oh, how it goes. All right, so uh, is that is that all you got for this this episode? You got anything else uh, you want to talk about? No, I think that's I think that's about it. Got everything off your chest? Yes. Good. I tried to come up with something right there when you said that, but I I had got nothing. <laughs> all Good right. movies this week. Excellent. So do we know what we're doing in a month? Uh, do you want to do demons? Let's do demons. Like we're gonna. I think. Uh, I I don't know exactly what movies we'll do. I should say next episode. Next episode. Everybody's like a month. Screw you guys. Yeah. Right. So next episode. Next episode, but. Uh, We'll I was thinking one of the uh, Lamberto Bava, maybe Demons Two or something. Or I can't. Awesome. I, I I can't remember if he did one and two, but uh, those are just freaking wild. You know what we ought to do? What is uh, a Lamberto Bava episode? But uh, they're just anyway. Yeah, we'll get we'll well just just I want you to everybody. I think the next few we ought to just do like demons, zombies. We ought to we ought to Can do you, like. Because we did a vampire episode. We did unconventional vampires. Did we not do a normal vampire one? No, I don't think so. Oh, hell. Ah, whatever. We had to do traditional vampire movies, too. <laughs> Let's I do vote f- for New Moon. That's what Mike just said. He just wrote that on his paper and slid it across. <laughs> <laughs> oh, excellent. <laughs> All right, so uh, for the Cadaver Lab, we will see you later. Later.